As a wise man once said, this is it, ground zero. Though I think that dude was technically insane. But anyway, today I greet you on what you might call the final moments of bliss before the storm. There's something great about these final moments. We know what's coming, we can't stop it, but the passage of time keeps it moving until we get there. As I look out to something that seems oddly reminiscent of Space Junk Galaxy from uh, Mario Galaxy, I wanted to use these final moments to discuss the hype surrounding Tears of the Kingdom, some of my biggest hype points for the game, and of course I waited to post this video on Wednesday or Thursday, depending on when you're seeing this, because the reviews are likely out by now, so we'll be taking a little tiny look at the Metacritic score review later on. I guess there's nothing else, so let's move into the video. Tears of the Kingdom is my most anticipated game of all time by a landslide, and in terms of Nintendo gaming, I'd suggest it's in the top 3 most anticipated ever. And I think that's for one simple reason. Breath of the Wild changed up the formula of past Zelda titles to a degree that was very different to be sure, but it was such a breath of fresh air for the series, and I think a lot of us are thankful for it in that way. Plus, it cemented 3D Zelda's place as a juggernaut in the Nintendo space. Was it always huge before? Sure it was, but was it outselling 3D Mario? Definitely not. Breath of the Wild turning the sales of Skyward Sword on their head and going from one of the least successful titles in the 3D series relative to the amount of Wiis that were out there in the first place, to creating something entirely new and selling almost 10 times the amount of Skyward Sword is crazy. Breath of the Wild showed a shift in the Zelda series as a whole gameplay-wise, and even in its community. Before the game release, there were the forums, and obviously there were YouTube channels that talked about Zelda and theorised and whatnot, but Breath of the Wild signalled the first giant uptick in Zelda content across the internet. And that's only increased with time because games that are made with as much love and are packed with as much detail just sell well. Even barring the game itself, though, it, as I said, it changed the community. I'm by no means trying to suggest that Zelda was niche before Breath of the Wild, but it was a much smaller community for sure. And while there are many arguments with a much bigger community, there's no denying that it makes being in a community even more fun, because there's always more people you can interact with. For instance, had I never gotten into Breath of the Wild as much as I did, I probably wouldn't be here right now. So those names I recognise in my comment sections right now would mean absolutely nothing to me, if not for Breath of the Wild. So in short, Breath of the Wild was the kick of energy that the Zelda series needed at that time. Was Skyward Sword bad? Not in a million years, it's my least favourite 3D Zelda game but I still consider it to be incredible. But was the linear formula starting to feel somewhat stale? After replaying the games in order, I can say that I think it was. So the Zelda team course corrected all the way back to the other side, giving us the most open game in the series, or maybe ever, just of all time. The game garnered praise left and right, getting a 97 on Metacritic for its Switch version, but there are still a lot of complaints for the game. Enter Tears of the Kingdom. If you make a game that's as good as Breath of the Wild, it is a monumental task to do the exact same thing again. Some would argue that this happened with Ocarina of Time. They did the 3D Zelda formula perfectly the first time around, and they wouldn't even ever reach those heights again. I'm of the opinion that they did reach those highs one more time, but that's besides the point here, since there are a lot more people who think that Ocarina of Time is an objectively perfect game, and I also think it's insanely good. The thing is though, this situation with Breath of the Wild is nothing like the Ocarina of Time success, because even though Breath of the Wild was praised like it was a perfect game, it really wasn't for most people. It's my favourite game ever a few times over, but even then I can obviously see that the game has a ton of problems. The story is interesting, but you aren't living in it. 
there are barely any dungeons. Like, remember when dungeons used to take like an hour on a first playthrough? Well, in Breath of the Wild, you can finish every single dungeon within one hour. <laughs> and theming within dungeons? Well, I guess you could have a control panel and maybe like a themed piece of music with some really standard puzzle themes like water, fire, wind, and electricity. Will admit, I do like that last one. I do like the puzzles in The Divine Beast, but there needed to be more combat. And kind of more puzzles too, since I'm a stickler for length. If The Divine Beasts were to leave a lasting impression on me, they needed to just be a speck longer. But this is where Tears of the Kingdom has its chance to shine, as I talked all about on Sunday's video. So apart from dungeons, where else does my hype lie? Honestly, it's hard to pinpoint because it's kinda everywhere. I think I've aired my speculation pieces on every single aspect of Tears of the Kingdom since its 2019 reveal, so if you want to see some wacky predictions from way back in the day, you can check those out, but I am personally most looking forward to exploration as a whole with everything else. Some Sky Islands are higher than others, so getting to them will mean having more batteries, which means in a small sense that item progression is making some kind of comeback since stamina being a source of progression for getting up mountains didn't really feel like item progression at all. And of course, I have to mention them, the cave. Shout out to the cave boys. Oh, oh. Ever since the reveal in 2019, exploring caves has always been my number one excitemonger whenever I think about this game. I think it's fair that I give Elden Ring a shout out in this department because a certain part of that game gave me the underground that I thought I wanted initially. But then I thought about it and I don't know man, I think I had some problems with that game's portrayal of a bigger open area under the ground. It felt less like a cave and more like another area from the overworld with stone around it. Tears of the Kingdom seems to be doing underground areas that are smaller and they're bigger too. Much like Elden Ring in that sense, but the bigger underground areas still look like they're going to feel like they're underground, and that's always been my biggest hope for an area like that. I really want to feel like I'm actually underneath the overworld that I've explored to death by now. Along with that, we've already talked about the batteries and stuff, but I'm really interested by how we'll actually be getting heart containers this time around. Since we've seen icons that could be brand new shrines, I wouldn't be too surprised if they are our main source of new spirit orb variants, but otherwise there are a ton of places that we could find fun puzzles now that the sky and the caves have made an appearance. In general, I'm excited to see exactly why we want to explore a lot of these areas. We know that caves have a marker on the map, and while there were smaller caves in Breath of the Wild, they never had a marker or anything since they'd usually just lead to a shrine. I wonder what are in these caves that mean that you want a marker in the first place. Along with that, we've also seen some fun challenges up in the sky that are different too, so I'm interested to see what's up there just in general, whether it's treasure, gems, or something entirely new and different. Now here's one that can be divisive, I want to see how much of the world has changed. I am in the camp that thinks that the world has probably changed substantially, considering this game was developed by the Zelda team in 6 years and not Arcane Studios in 4. I want to see all of the places that I loved in Breath of the Wild changed up completely. And story-wise, I want to see the champions become more fleshed out. Make me fall in love with these characters, not because I like their designs, but because they have a compelling character arc that keeps me invested in them until the very end. Now of course I'm a dungeon man, so that's where my core excitement lies, and that's kinda why I like the idea of caves so much. But there is one more massive thing that I'm definitely excited for, and that is simply the beginning. The beginning of Breath of the Wild on the Great Plateau was extremely special, and I want to see what they've cooked up this time around. The funny and great thing about the start of the game is that we'll know all about it almost as soon as we have our hands on the game because we'll be playing through it. It won't be a speculation piece we're hyped up for because we'll be running around those Sky Islands or wherever the game picks up. There isn't a better feeling than just simply starting a brand new Zelda game. 
and I want to see how and where this one starts. I want to fall in love with this star as much as I did with Breath of the Wild. I know I said a lot of stuff in this section, but I wanted this video to be as concise as it can be. I had to uh, add this in right before the video releases, but there have been Ask Developer interviews releasing this week and the devs specifically said that the dungeons are back in the game. They are themed and are going to be huge and seamless from the open world. It's literally everything I could have asked for in that department, so I'm currently chomping at the bit to actually see them in-game. On to the reviews. I won't go into too much detail, so I'll only be mentioning Metacritic's overall score for Tears of the Kingdom. So here goes. The game got a 97 after 60 reviews. That's very early on in its review cycle since I wanted to get this video out before the game is actually out in a few hours now, but there we go. For you to understand the scope of this, it debuted at a 98. Breath of the Wild overall ended off at a 97, and Elden Ring also finished up at a 96 on PS5. I am genuinely shocked. Because of how well documented the problems with Breath of the Wild are, it is so surprising to me that, at the moment at least, it's managed to at least equal Breath of the Wild in 2017 standards and the biggest game of last year. I'm hoping the review score holds up just to keep me hyped, but wow, that, that's, that's, wow, that's crazy. Here I am, this time staring at yet another galaxy, and I just have a couple of questions to ask you. What are you most excited about in Tears of the Kingdom, and sound off in the comments about why you loved or hated Breath of the Wild so much. My Patreon supporters are on screen, just, just over there, and they're great people for what they do for me, with Sumji and Jared Whedon helping the channel out to a crazy degree. I hope you all have peaceful final moments before the game releases, and I'll see you on the other side.